Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Blog Talk Improvements. Not that I could hear anything anyway. I'm fucking up in hi fi. <laughs> We're in stereo now. <laughs> Holy shit. Wait, it sounds like it's playing. I mean, it's showing it's playing. I don't hear anything. I hear nothing. This is how we're starting off. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this is gonna be great with our callers. See if you can. <laughs> okay, we are. <laughs> it's just hello. It's just us apparently, and not any of our audio playing. Okay, so my delay off. That's like not fun. You know what? I'm prepared. Hold on. Please, none of this ever happened. Okay. Baby, I'm not here. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> Urban Jungles Radio. Urban Jungles Radio. Urban Jungles Radio, Urban Jungles Radio. It's the world-famous Urban Jungles Radio. And there's the chat room. Feel free to refresh, people. With your host, Danny Mendez and Andy Andy messed it up. <laughs> Always. Urban Jungles Radio, Urban Jungles Radio. <laughs> Urban Jungles Radio, Urban Jungles Radio. Refresh your pages. You want to listen to chat? Come on, Andy, you know it's good, right? There we go. Yeah. 
feel Down at Dino's Bottom Grill The drink will flow as blood will spill And if the boys wanna fight you better let them Set you rocks in the corner blasting out my favorite song Tonight to get warmer and won't be long Won't be long till summer comes Now that the boys are here again Catch that now. subject matter and extreme awesomeness. Listen at your own risk. Attention, jungle junkies and new listeners worldwide. It's time for the world famous Urban Jungles Radio, the Urban Jungles Radio Show with your host, Danny Mendes, the Beastmaster and Andy Lee. Prepare to enter a new stream of consciousness, higher level of awareness, and an overabundance of awesomeness. Streaming live at the speed of light from the worldwide interwebs, straight to your brain's core. It's the world-famous Urban Jungles Radio. Yes, despite technical difficulties, the boys are back in town. It's time to celebrate. It's, it's, it's Urban Jungles Radio, damn it. And Andy? We're back, man. We are back, finally. It's been a while, bro. It's been quite some time, my friend. We're back in allegedly in HD. Right? Allegedly. And hi-fi. 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 Yeah, so, sorry, my bad. We've been in HD. And now we just got the hi-fi <laughs> aspect going. I feel like it's like back in the days when we had records and shit. Like. I'm just hoping we get in, uh, in stereo soon. You know, that's important. Stereo. Be nice. stereo. It's nice. It's exciting because we could play like actual musical clips now that you guys will be able to, to better hear. That would be nice. That would mean that would mean even things like like this, Andy, would take a completely <laughs> new meaning. I five. All right, I will. Did I ever just tell you how much I fucking despise <laughs> yeah. that? Like, I don't know why, man. But it's I'm just... excited about Hi-Fi. Or is it, that's what it's called. It's, it's Hi-Fi, right? Yeah, yeah, hi-fi. They de- officially call it Hi-Fi. I just yeah, wanted to make sure. High fidelity. High fidelity. Sonic oral pleasure is what we deliver here at Urban Jungles Radio. And I <laughs> wouldn't it be auditory. No, pleasure? it's oral. A U R A L. Oral. 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 Not oral. No, I said oral. Oral. Pleasure. I'm okay. not just speaking with right. like a. Come on, I'm from North Jersey. I think I know if I said oral. I. I it was, it was well, that's why I'm oral. asking. 
Oh, I'm trying to clarify for the rest of the country. For the rest <laughs> the of the world. world. The world, damn it. That's right. Worldwide beaming. That's us on the interwebs. It's Urban Jungles Radio. I am Danny Mendez, your Beastmaster. And that is Andy V. Over yes, there. it is me. On the couch of awesomeness. And um, yeah, so and anyway, I apologize, of course. Like, Blog Talk has changed, like, all this crazy. Yes, again. For the, for the better. For, for the better. Allegedly. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But, of course, other things get screwed up in the process, like our intro music. But, you know, I am foreseeing and wonderful. You, you, you improv very and well. I did. And, and I had it on backup in another, another, on our magical iPad of the Jungle's Radioness. <laughs> our equipment. Nothing but the best here, Andy. No. Nothing but the best, damn it. Top notch. Um, no, but I'm really excited, man. It's been a long time. It has. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need to be on the airways. It's where we live, man. It's so hard. Like, you know, I miss you guys tremendously when we're not, when we're not talking to you guys. And uh, even you, Andy, like even you, like, oh, you know, I, I, I miss our get togethers and they miss like yes. our chats on the air and off the air. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like a thing I like to do. And, and it's for good reasons that we weren't around. Things have gotten crazy. And, yeah, and I, sometimes I just don't know what to do with myself on a Friday when, when I'm not here. <sighs> you know, it, it, I've had a couple like we had a couple nights. I think that you were away a couple of weeks ago and, and I wasn't feeling when I was sick and even mm-hmm. sick. I was sitting here like in a complete flooding mess, not too mm-hmm. far from where I am now. Right now, by the way, but I was sitting here in a complete phlegmy mess, and it's like I wanted so badly to be in the air, even if it was like <laughs> I love you guys, you know. I just I wanted to do it, but anyway, yeah, yeah, so, it happens, man. Time. It happens. We do, and, and and I'm a little leery. I'm hoping that our equipment works for this evening because uh, we're are expecting an exciting duo of guests, a dynamic duo of guests this evening. Yeah, yes, one of them's really exciting. The other one is <sighs> okay. I'm not going to say which one. No, we'll leave that for you, our audience, to decipher as needed. But um, needless to say, we are going to have Mike Clarkson and Devin Massane. Uh, these gentlemen are, are part of the driving force behind Herp Conservation International, mm-hmm. uh, which is an organization doing great things to preserve habitat for reptiles and other wildlife worldwide. So we're going to talk to them about it, um, if we can get our connections to work. We have somebody on the line, I think, um, from out of the country. Let me see if hopefully it works. Hello? Hello? Oh. Hello? <gasps> it works. Hello, who's this? Good day, mate. How are you? <laughs> hey, is this Steve? It sure is, bro. It's Steve. Steve Castell, everybody. Yay! And our phone lines work. Hallelujah. <laughs> All the way from Australia, they work. Hey, brother. How are you, man? Man, I'm living the dream. I'm up to my eyeballs <laughs> in reptiles here at the house, and it's sunny and warm. Mm. And my only responsibility is producing the mag, so I'm literally living the dream. Oh, nice. Very nice. Very nice indeed, man. You you definitely uh, have been long overdue. We got to have it schedule in for some some proper chat time because uh, you're a pretty interesting dude. And of course, our favorite magazine. You represent our favorite Without a doubt. magazine. Easily my favorite. I don't know about you, Andy. I don't want to speak for you specifically, but Scales and Tails Australia. Well, Urban Jungles fully endorses That's Scales and Tails. We do. We do. A huge. Thank you, guys. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and of course, um, all, everybody. Just the people behind Our boy Nev. We love our boy Neville. Yeah. And, uh, and everybody else. Who I was just getting ready. I was just getting ready to listen in, and I seen the phone number there, and I thought, geez, I'm going to call in and say good day to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, well, It's awesome to hear your voice. Yeah, I appreciate it. We missed out on hanging I'm out with you. That and it but... What's that? Yeah, we're going to bring you guys out for our expo. 
Yes, we'd love to. For sure. You definitely have to. We'll, we'll totally make it worthwhile. Andy is even good at like serving drinks or washing dishes. Whatever you need done. Anything else you need done like that. So he'll definitely pay his way in. I, I'll even massage your feet. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we just love that trip. Oh. Cleaning poo will do. Yeah, and do you think, man? Do you think you'd be okay with having to to clean somebody else's amazing reptile collection? <sighs> you know what? It, I could probably make it work you somehow. Cope, right? I can make it work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know for sure, man. You let us know when you're ready. We would love to head down under and hang out with you and everybody down there. Um, you know, I hear nothing but amazing stuff of all the Aussie herpers, and, and we have a really big Aussie following. Yes, we do. Um, so it'd be really good to definitely meet up with some of the folks down there. Definitely, there's a lot of stuff to do here, and you know, we're our next expo is in March. We're bringing Rum Whitaker out and Tom Crutchfield again. Oh, nice! If you guys can make it in March, you guys are welcome to come. Then, I mean, if we book tickets now, they're going to be cheap as hell, you know. So yeah, yeah. Um, Andy, as long as we book March. Ahead, March. We'll get you guys out. Wait, yeah, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, like, wait. I just penciled it in. Thank you, Mark. Nice. We're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I typed it in my phone, so we're good. Wait, wait, I, 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 I have a reminder for myself. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Let us know. Off, off air, but, you know, you, you can do your, do an urban jungle show from Australia back home. So For sure. And the that cool thing awesome. is it'll be morning. Yes, it would be. It'll be a morning show, right? How cool would that be? Yeah, it's like lunchtime, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, or like, yeah, yeah, sorry, lunchtime, even better. Great, we could eat like all kinds of cool Aussie food and you can make me eat meat and like it'll be awesome. And it'll, yeah, because they don't have vegetarians no, in Australia, do they? they don't, really. That's like, oh, look, there is a few, there's a few soft vegans and veggies around, but um, we can accommodate you. But <laughs> 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 most Aussies are meat eaters, you know, strictly. <laughs> I'm going to be hanging out with tortoises, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's fine. It's fine. No, for sure, man. We would love that. And, and uh, I look forward to hanging out with, with you and everybody else down there. And we're going to see you um, in, in Tilly. And I think, I don't know, it's up in the air, but I think we're going to see you before that even um, in Canada, right? Because as far as I know, we well, are I'm going... Not- it goes back and forth. I don't I'm not know. Personally, yeah, I'm not personally going. I'm I'm sending a couple of guys that uh, a couple of my guys over there who are probably, in all honesty, better for the job than myself even. So we're doing uh, the Terroristica Ham Germany Expo. Oh, that's right. Nice. That's right. Nice. And then from there, the the Canadian Expo is a week later. So we're straight over to to Canada for that one. I think it's in Toronto. And yeah. I'm literally just packing up all the stuff to send over now for our stall and everything. And we've got some kick-ass specials on subscriptions because your dollar's so good at the moment. <laughs> it's cheaper for you guys to subscribe from America than it is for an Aussie. So it's pretty crazy. Yeah, at the moment. Nice. And it's one of the reasons we really want to break into that market, you know, because we can provide subscriptions really, really cheap you guys so it wasn't always like that you know back in the day mm. seven years ago it was like a hundred dollars as opposed to 60 for a subscription but now they're down to like 50 american dollars so it's crazy wow it's ridiculous so yeah we're um we're, we're getting over there thick and fast i'm going to be making plenty of trips there in the future the guys that i've got going over there neville burns and peter Krauss, they're you know world renowned for their work and they're paving the way for us basically you know and these guys aren't getting any younger and it's a bit it's my way of paying back homage to them and showing my respect for them by letting them do these trips and 
get these experiences under their belt, you know. And we had the pleasure of hanging out with Neville, of course, and mm-hmm. uh, the man is just legend. <laughs> I mean, without the stories, oh, yeah. like, you know, take the stories aside, which I could listen to for hours, hours. and hours and yeah. um, like in the now, he's such, just such a great guy. I would love him to death. And uh, he's thankfully a good sport and didn't stab us at any yeah. point in time in Chicago. But uh, he did he roll me on my belly and like <laughs> try to wrestle me a little bit, but I was okay with that. <laughs> you were fine. That's like your leg shaking yeah. and wagging. Oh, yeah. Um, no, no, really good stuff, man. Crew, you're standing up, and I look forward to hanging with them. And and we definitely have to hang soon, man. I I, I gotta have you, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna put Neville through the treatment in Toronto. You know, we've got to do a Neville, Andy. We got to take him to a roller derby. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, tell me how cool would that yes. be. <laughs> I know that. Hold on, right there. What's that? We've got roller derby over here too, yeah. Do you, oh my god, we're we're gonna totally we're gonna take them to a roller derby and make them eat poutine. It's gonna be great. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is gonna be cold. Yeah, now, now, uh, <laughs> now he's an experienced collector. You know, he'll he's up for whatever these guys can muster or plan up, and he's like the dad I never had. You know, so but he's also a legend. So you know, he he's just so much fun. Well, and uh, he's really actually sharing a room with Tom Crutchfield for the. Oh my uh, goodness! Oh no! <gasps> we gotta set up a camera in that room. Oh no! Oh my god! We're totally <laughs> setting up a camera in that room. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> and every hour we will arrange for some kind of food delivery to show up. Just some weird yeah. food. Just and like like Indian, and then like go to like Domino's, and then yeah. back to like Mexican, yep. and just we'll get every nationality. We're gonna go for at least like five different national. Yeah, we can do foods. five. We can do, we can do five, five, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess you, Tommy. Right, well, I'm chucking in, and we'll do ten, right? You guys do five. Okay, nice. there we go. We're totally doing it. We're doubling up the deliveries. I'm pretty sure we can get like some kind of candy gram or something at some point. We can, we can go. Oh yeah, everything. We can get him That's a stripper cool. by the end of the night. Yeah. I'm ne- sure Tom would appreciate that. Neville's getting a stripper. <laughs> Good thing he doesn't listen to the radio or the internet. <laughs> perfect, perfect. He does not know. Ladies and gentlemen, we will set up a Ustream camera. Yes, it'll be right outside their door. Uh, people think we're joking. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the funny part. Some people do. Oh, they don't know. They have no idea. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, yeah, it's no, a pleasure to speak to you, man. March. I'm What's that? About March. Guys, I'm I'm yes. deadly serious about March, you know. So pencil that in. I'll talk to you off air, and we'll uh, we'll check out some flights. And if you guys are free, we'll make it happen for sure. Yeah, man. You know what? Like, let's make it happen. For let's sure. just make it happen. It's, it's and we'll work it. We'll work it. Yeah, we we got to make that happen. It's long overdue. We definitely need to get down and hang out with all of our Aussie friends. So we'll 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 talk for sure. We'll make that happen. And and here's the good times, man. We'll we'll definitely have them. Hell yeah. Well, thanks for chatting with me, guys. I'm looking forward to the show. I wanted to ask you, Danny, about your trip to Costa Rica and about this uh, conservation work these guys are doing. And then I've seen that you're covering it all in the show. So I didn't I bother asking indeed. you about it here. I'm just going to listen in and enjoy. Yeah, listen in. I'm going to give you some good stories. I, I won't disappoint, so so for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, listen, we, we're going to run our guest, our Hagen, back. Um, always a pleasure, brother. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Take, take care, guys. Have a good show. All right, you too, Steve. Take care, buddy. This is Anna Lott from the Human Centipede 2, and you're listening to Urban Jungle Radio. Join Danny Bender live every Friday night at 10 
IBM in his quest to bring you the very best in cold-blooded entertainment. From special guest appearances to beautiful debates. We go back to Australia. Whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Yeah, I like this is like a really bad cabbage patch. Go to Australia. I thought you were doing like the WAP or something. I have no room. Have no, you got no room, man. You got no room. You're gonna knock over the mic and everything. But that's fucking great, isn't it? So yes. yeah, I want to go to. I really want to hang out with everybody down there. Like we we got a really cool following of people, mm-hmm. and like I just. Really wanting that, so that's cool, man. And and Steve's good people. And, and Scales and Tails magazine, check it out. I will say this again, hands down. And and like they're not even like no joke. Like we're not even sponsored. They're not paying mm-hmm. for you to say this. I can tell you, like it is seriously my favorite reptile magazine right now, hands down, because mm-hmm. I love seeing the way that another group of people are doing reptiles, and it it helps me to think out of the box. Exactly. Yeah. It helps you to think out of the box about the way that we look at reptiles, and and the uh, photography is amazing, and it's really really good. Stuff. It's just a high quality magazine it is too, and they don't make know? it there's like a lot of pride put into it mm-hmm. and, and they don't make magazines like that anymore it's, and as you were saying you know it's it's cheaper now to get the subscription so we highly suggest getting the subscription to scales Remember, and tails. when we first got involved with promoting scales and tails when we first heard about them it was like really expensive to like get in 70 this something yeah so now that it's more affordable and it's available to everybody it's pretty spectacular i urge you guys Agreed. check it out Absolutely. scales and tails australia magazine um you won't be disappointed no no not at all. find them on facebook find them online all that good stuff no. so all right let's move move on move on move on um our first guest this evening are no strangers no, second guest. Our, our second guest that's true steve is our impromptu guest for the evening which is good he was our guinea pig to test out of our <laughs> microphone lines work <laughs> um but but our phone lines do work and we are ready to bring on our next guests yep. which are no stranger to the urban jungles radio show Not at all. dating back to probably our first year andy without right? our first 2010 yes. yep um clarkson has has been on the show since then mm-hmm. and and Masain has been dodging us since then has been, successfully but- um <laughs> But we've got them. We've got them unlocked tonight, and uh, they're here to join us to talk to us a little bit about this very cool project they're working on. Because we we do love our conservation projects here at Urban Jungles Radio, and we love getting behind a solid one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I believe this is a solid one because I believe in the gentlemen that that uh, are, are working with it. So, Mike, is this you? What's going on, man? I just work at the conservation project. What? What the fuck? Would you would you have us on speaker? <laughs> He's driving or something. Yeah. Yeah, we're actually uh, headed for Bing. Nice. <laughs> Where's the priority here, man? Come on. Uh, you know what? You're actually in the right. <laughs> no, You're completely on, in the uh, right. Are we on the road to Arizona right now? Wait, we're going to take you off speaker. We'll do one at a time. Yeah. We can uh, okay. No, no. That's cool. That's cool. You can leave us on. I think we can make it work if you guys Oh, yeah. Like we'll it. make it work. That's cool. So, wait, so you're yeah. just, what part of Arizona are you guys going to right now? Uh, I don't know. We just decided to go right now. Did we just stay here, though? I did. I did. Oh, oh, okay. I just left the <laughs> office and I'm uh, gonna check it out and have a seat, photograph some stuff, see what we see. Dude, you better be careful. You you can still get deported and shit. Like, watch that border patrol down there, man. They're pretty. They're pretty vicious. Yeah, I know. I know. I get I get uh, cavity searched every time. <laughs> <laughs> I bring lots of hot dogs, and you guys offer them the hot dog, and that helps. Oh my God. Because I just get the hot dog, and it's like, you know what? You might not have a passport or papers, but here's a hot dog. 
<laughs> All right, pick up the phone. Pick up the phone, Mike. <laughs> okay, hang on. Uh, yeah, okay, hang on. Gotta, gotta, hey, I'm gonna do this thing. Devin's gotta undo the thingy that that makes it come out of the jeep hole. Um, the jeep hole. <laughs> it comes out of the jeep hole. <laughs> Never thought about it with these guys. No. I swear. <laughs> we're just going to sit here while you guys harp. We've got nothing better to do. No. Wishing we were harping with you. Mike's the best. Mike's the best. Are you there? Nope, we lost them. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man. Did we really lose them? Yeah, we, we lost did. them. Yeah, we lost you them. Gotta tell me when these calls drop out. <laughs> yeah, there they are again. <laughs> Your cellular provider sucks. <laughs> okay, can you oh hear God. me? Yeah. We can hear you now. <laughs> Thank you for hanging up on us, by the way. It's a pleasure. Yeah, no, no problem. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm a little rusty at this. So let's try it again. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to uh, yeah. Anyway, so listen. All right. So before I lose you, or before you you get forced into a body cavity search by Border <laughs> Patrol, um, tell us all about this little brainchild of yours and how it came to be. So uh, Devin, who's in the car, and we try to do like a co-conversation. I just have to pass it off to him. We're gonna go back to him. Uh, We're gonna go back to Devin. Yeah, so I mean, it basically, uh, myself, Devin, uh, Chip Cochran, uh, and Bruce Edley had, like, all at different times had this conversation of we really want to do a conservation project. And we knew what we wanted to do, um, which is essentially HTS mission is land conservation for reptiles, because let's, let's be honest, uh, no matter how good of an exit you job you do with them, if there's no place to put them back, the conservation is kind of a dead end. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of species have just tiny little ranges. Like, like the species we're focusing on right off the bat is the Pondo chameleon. And its known occupied range right now is smaller than Disney World. Like, you're talking a postage stamp. One good wildfire could take it all out. Um, a couple good developments. Um, and, and major reserves don't base their boundaries on something with the postage stamp range. They base it on where's the big herd of elephant, where's the big herd of rhinos. They can kind of get left out of the loop, underfunded, under-recognized, and there's so many species like that, so many species where a a smaller reserve that wouldn't cost you a small fortune is attainable. It's it's conservation we can do. Um, It's realistic uh, conservation. So what was it, 2014, I think? Uh, where Devin and I had just gotten back from the Drakensbergs Mountains, uh, Nottingham Road, where, you know, Bradypody and Samnobates are, seeing, like, firsthand how small that habitat is. It's like, okay, screw it, no more talking. Let's empty savings and actually do it right. So, you know, we worked on it for about a year before we announced anything so that we're a full 501c3 tax-deductible charitable organization. Nice. Um, got all the ducks lined up perfect so that, or, you know, obviously there's still quirks in the system, but to the point where, we're hitting the ground running and we're able to take on a project like project Pondo where we're like, Hey, welcome. We're HCI and uh, we're going to build a reserve for a chameleon. And to our knowledge, it's the first ever uh, reserve based around a chameleon species. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize the kind of biodiversity they are just in those little chameleons, you know? Um, so it's pretty cool. And, and so where are you now at what point 
of development are you with the organization? Like, are you guys currently working on a, a specific project? Yeah, so we, we, we launched Earth Day this year, built up the Facebook, we're like 5,000 people, give or take. Um, and, and now our first project is Project Pondo. So uh, we recently launched that. We're looking for sponsors too, any, any organizations. I think it's really important that culture gets behind conservation. Yes, um, yes. You know, it's, it's crazy. The, the animal rights groups say, hey, you guys are the opposite of conservation. You guys um, are the problem. And the hunters got it fast. The, the animal rights gave the hunters the same kind of crap, and they're like, okay, well, then we'll start a bunch of conservation groups and we'll screw you. And uh, herpticulture hasn't done the same thing. We haven't gotten behind any like, serious conservation projects. So mm-hmm. um, one of my personal goals is, is seeing herpticulture really rallying behind an attainable project. The Project Ponda's budget is $200,000. Sounds like a lot. That's really not for a conservation initiative that's going to help an endangered species. The, the Ponda's million, our target species, is endangered. Our reserve can really help preserve some of the habitat. And then from there, we can expand it out and create corridors to help gene flow. I mean, there's a lot we can do with that. And that's just the first species. I mean, it, obviously, we're not the Pondo Chameleon Conservation Group. It was just a good starting point. It's, it's a good species. Right. If you spend time on the IUCN Red Data website, just start clicking around, seeing all the endangered herbs and how many of them have little tiny ranges. We could actually really, if we worked hard as a community, we could every one to two years be saving or helping save a species by conserving its land. It's attainable. It's doable. There's no reason we shouldn't be doing it. Most people don't care about her. <clears throat> you people that do should be doing something about it. And I know that you're specifically talking about, like in this situation about the chameleon, but I mean, realistically, if you're conserving land for these animals, it's usually the kind of like primary forest that you would see other species benefiting from as well, I would assume. Absolutely. There's, uh, I want to say there's six or seven endemic plants to that region. There's a skink, there's a few birds. I mean, there, there's stuff in that area that's also going to benefit from the, the reserve. We pick an endangered species that's actually endangered that has a need documented for uh, land conservation, and we go from there. But there's, that entire uh, ecosystem is, has a good benefit by having the land conserved. You know, every plant there, the pondo palm, um, the, the yellow cone brush. I mean, there's, there's a lot of endemic plants, reptiles that could use another reserve. I mean, land conservation is never a bad thing. Right. No, absolutely. I agree hundred percent. It would benefit, you know, all around a lot of animals in, in all senses, but for sure, I love the fact that you're targeting these kind of unique, lesser known species of reptiles, because let's face it, like you were saying, you know, the charismatic megafauna it tends to get all of the attention, mm-hmm. you know, or the mm-hmm. cute and fuzzy stuff, the high profile stuff, like the marine animals now. Um, they get it and, and the reptiles never get it. And what a lot of people don't realize, too, is that a lot of reptiles, especially things when you're talking about what we consider sensitive species like chameleons and amphibians, um, these are all bioindicators. These animals mm-hmm. are all telling us, you know, what the condition of the lands are. Once they're gone, we it's it's really a, a living gauge to how badly we're screwing things up. So we really need to protect these highly sensitive species for the greater good of everything to go. And what a great place to start, you know, with just one of these lesser known species. So if people need to find out more information, where can they go? Uh, herpconservation.org. It's pretty Herpconservation. easy. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> If you can't remember that, I, I don't know. It's just herpconservation.org. <laughs> well, herpconservation.org is definitely the place to go for more information. Yeah, and also check out, 
Yeah, on Facebook. I know you guys have a really active Facebook page as well right now. And there's an auction, right? Um, Linda Switzer, I saw, really stepped up to the plate for you guys and uh, started an auction specifically for um, HCI. Yeah, I know that it's really awesome. We do have a Facebook page, and you just type in Hooptological Conservation International. That's what HCI stands for. And uh, I, I posted a link to it, or Linda Switzer uh, Auctions. It's got a longer name. That was really awesome. Not only Linda, but uh, Linda's friends, people she's worked with before, just and random people that wanted to support it, uh, Tommy Munoz, a few other people have just really been like, you know what, uh, Martin Haybecker, like, just, I'm going to donate animals, and all the proceeds go to HCI. People really early saying this is something I can really get behind. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's and, awesome. Uh, people are giving percentages of the sales on other pages, rare and un- unusual reptile classified. We have people saying 10% goes to HCI, 20%. This sells, rough girlies, like this sells, and 200 bucks goes to HCI. So it's really encouraging early on to see people saying, you know, this is something I want to support. Nice, nice. It's really nice to see everybody stepping up in that way. Um, you know what? Can you hand the phone over to David and I want to ask him something. Yeah, yeah. Here. <laughs> Here. <laughs> so quickly, yeah. Hey, Dad, what's up, man? How are you? Listen, hey, I wanted up, to man? ask you. I wanted to ask you something about HCI because I know that you, as a, a film producer, have been all over the world and have seen some of the most spectacular landscapes around. Now, I know you guys started. Our, your initiative is going to be starting in South Africa. Um, from what you've seen, did that affect, I mean, are there any places that you visited specifically where you were like, man, we really need to do something to save some space around here because this is really screwed up. Like what would be next up for HCI? I mean, it's, it's all over the world. Everywhere you go, you find all these small reptiles that have these insanely small ranges and are on the verge of being wiped out. And because it's a small reptile, no one really cares about it. It's not in the newspaper, so no one really knows about protecting it. And uh, our first project is in South Africa because um, all of us are pretty familiar with the area down there. And biased, you're biased. They're biased. It's just a start, though. We have a whole bunch of things lined up. We have some projects in Mexico lined up. Uh, we're looking at some other Central African stuff, even something in uh, New England area, actually. Nice. But, uh, but the, the, the Brady Protein Dwarf Chameleons are a really good example to start with because of their small ranges. They're really, really small ranges, and wherever they are, there's human uh, encroachment. It's going to just wipe them out in a matter of years. So if we can just buy some land, basically saving the species. Are they one of the animals that benefit more from like a primary forest situation versus disturbed areas? Um, the funny thing about the Bertipodian is, yeah, this particular species is a, a coastal forest species. It thrives in the coastal forest. But you'll find them on invasive farms. You can find them on, like in residential areas. They're pretty resilient. So as long as you give them the uh, the right area to live in, they'll they'll thrive. Yeah, that was my other question too. I mean, on the scale that you're operating on, like literally a small space can mean the big difference because some of these populations, as Mike was saying earlier, oh, are just yeah. if we, tiny. Yeah, we could you could buy a couple football fields. You know, it's you, you could have a, a thriving population on it that could last forever oh, that's crazy that's yeah, crazy it's, and it's i like the scale it's, it's really attainable and we can do it and this project is not like a Devin or mike i mean we're setting something up that will hopefully last forever someone can take that torch and carry on with it it's everyone's project anyone can be involved in it and everyone can be part of this it's all us and we also have these um we started a membership program to get funds into the, the um the non-profit 
because no one, no one in the nonprofit is taking any money of this. It goes straight into projects, and no one touches any money. So anyone involved is part of this. We have a membership program. It starts at about uh, there's a starting at ten dollars a month, and then we have student rate of thirty dollars a year. So with the membership, you get ten percent discount at Triple R Reptile, uh, Exotic Pets Las Vegas. We have a nice. Chicago Reptile House. Uh, we work in a bunch. A lot of companies are joining up with us and you're getting major discounts at a bunch of places. So the membership kind of pays for itself. If you're making orders every month at Triple L Reptile, for instance, your 10% discount is going to pay for your membership. Man, what a way for the hobby to step up. Yeah, everyone's everyone's getting behind this, and it's really cool to see. Uh, and another thing is that uh, when you're part of this organization, we're going to be eventually be doing. Uh, We'll have to end up doing some assessment trips. People can get involved in that kind of thing, actually getting oh, nice. out to the field. I mean, there's a lot of opportunity for people, for academics to get involved, grassroots people getting uh, researchers in. I mean, it's endless the opportunities available, and it's, it's, it's attainable. That's the main thing. So we finally decided just to make it happen. No, no, I love the fact that the scale of operation is totally attainable, and you can get something tangible out of it you know, w- with a species. I mean, how often can you say that? Like, you can go for the cool, sexy, save the whales and things like that, but I mean, you're never going to cover the whole ocean. Mm-hmm. Here you are potentially covering an entire population of something and, and being able, you know, being in a position to do something like that. But I love the fact that the the Herp Hobby, like Triple L and everybody are stepping up and uh, and helping to offset the cost of membership because then it definitely becomes a no-brainer. So if you're getting like monthly crickets yep. or whatever, you could essentially just shave your membership off of something like that, which is really exactly crazy. exactly. Nice. Yeah, and it's, it's, it, it's, it's super cool, man. Like we could just be like, it's in, it's pretty insane to think that we can all decide on a, a cool species to save, and we literally go and buy the habitat. No one can touch it. The biggest threat to any species is habitat loss. You can do as much education as you want. You can do as much captive breeding as you want. It doesn't matter. The habitat's not there. It's the species is gone. And we can just we can just go and buy the habitat. It's the coolest concept. And no one can touch it. Governments can't touch it. Locals can't touch it. It's, it's the animal's habitat. Well, I was going to say, like, realistically, like, what is the future of these plots, let's just say, call them, that you would buy? Like, so, I guess you just stated it. No one could ever really take them away once... HC, well, yeah, so we will be outright outright purchasing these uh, the properties, creating a reserve, and then setting up a system where it can also bring some income for the local area. So it gives yes. the, the, the locals living there a reason to want to protect that area too. So we'll be doing some job creation, uh, education out there, and even some tourism could help keep those um, reserves going well. And also, it'll be an open space for research to come in and conduct their own studies. So it'll be a self-sustaining place once we set it up. So once we get these reserves going, it's not going to be like, we just buy them and there's going to be land. They're going to be self-sustaining and growing over time. And it's going to be pretty strategic, the places we buy. So we're going to buy properties that link up with uh, already like reserves that are already there. So you can get populations moving between known reserves. So you're not going to get uh, genetic bottlenecking. So we're looking nice. really deep into it. We're not just going to buy a plot of land and hope for the best. Uh, we're getting everyone involved to do it the right way. Yeah, you have bona fide, you know, backing by the scientific community in this too, which is pretty nice because the stuff that you're doing, like you just said, is not arbitrary. It's really based on, you know, populations that are, are susceptible to, you know, all kinds of really horrible things happening. Um, kudos to you guys, man, for taking the initiative to start this. I love the idea 
Um, I, I love everything that you guys are doing and, and we're definitely going to get behind you guys any way we can and um, hopefully try to raise some funds for you as well in the future because good good, good on you, man. Good job. Mm-hmm. No, thanks a lot, man. I mean, thanks you guys for your support. And yeah, everyone just go check out the Facebook page. Every now and then we get companies throwing us some cool swag to give away. Uh, right nice. now we have this pretty badass uh, 360 camera. It's, it shoots 4K. 360 degrees, oh, waterproof. It's nuts. We've been using it on sharks a lot. Uh, we I want that. Recently. We're giving that away, so go check it out and share the video. Uh, we've got some t-shirt things coming up where NARBC is giving you discount at the door if you're wearing an HCI t-shirt. Nice. Um, there's a bunch of things that are going to be happening, so yeah, just keep an eye out. Excellent, excellent. We will definitely do that. I think we'll have some cool surprises in store for Tinley by the time is around for HCI for sure as well. We're going to work on some stuff. So I'm um, good on you guys, man. And thank you for, for taking the time to come out and talk to us. I know you're all busy herping and having a good time and shit, but um, <laughs> you, you, I know you, you finally time. got me on the air. Every time you want to get me on, I'm happy to be like traveling somewhere random. Yeah. You're so full of it. No, man, I can't. I don't want to talk to you. You're lame. And I'm, I'm cool. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm glad to get on, man. No, I, I love you guys, and I, I really respect the work that you guys do, even the stuff that you do for TV. <laughs> oh, no, okay, no, even that, too. Um, no, I really love what you guys do, man, and, and um, I, I love everything from from your work to, to what you're doing here with the organization. It's nice when somebody's passionate all the way around, and it kind of reflects in everything you do and you touch. You know, those are, you guys are definitely the type of people I love for that reason alone. So, so keep doing a good job, man, and we're going to definitely push as much as we can and get the word out there for HCI and, and get you get some land purchase for these animals, man. Let's do mm-hmm. something good. Yeah, awesome, man. Appreciate it. All right, man. Well, you guys have fun. Have a good night. Um, hugs and kisses to Mike for me. And, uh, you know, be, be safe out there. Be careful. Don't get, like, run over or anything. I'll try it, man. All right, man. Be good. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. You got it. Cheers. This is a journey into sound. Marty Stauffer, and you're listening to Urban Jungles Radio with Danny and Andy. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know. Urban Jungles Radio. Urban Jungles Radio. 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 Urban Jungles Radio. Those motherfuckers think they know every fucking thing there is to know. I need a neti pot. You need a neti pot? A neti pot. I, need a, I just like to say neti pot. I need a neti pot. <laughs> I demand my neti pot now, Andrew. So anyway, all right. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> plus, plus, plus. Anyway, um, yeah. Thanks to Devin and Mike for coming on and, and talking about uh, Herp Conservation International. Uh, herpconservation.org is the website go go find it and we're going to do some cool stuff for them and uh if you're looking for an organization to give money away to do it for them they yes. good people they they are genuinely good people i happen to know them in real life and uh, i can tell you they're legit they're legit passionate about what they do for animals so it's nice to see them step up to the plate and connect with uh, this cool new little option 
going on. So, um, so yeah, we're gonna move on. Obviously, I promised you guys to talk a little bit about Costa Rica and my adventures. It's been really crazy. Like that was, it, it ranks just up been there. On this a whirlwind adventure, dude. The last couple of weeks have just been absurd, and I'm so thankful for them. It's been some really amazing and cool experiences, but like it literally pushed like my every being, which is a good thing. I kind of needed at this point in my life. Mm. Um, I, I needed to kind of break down, start from zero, which I did, and um, it was nice to kind of run into this craziness and know that I can do all this kind of stuff. So I guess I should start by backing up a little bit and talk about going to Costa Rica. Um, I was lucky enough to be part of a conservation project going on down there. And unfortunately, I cannot really talk about what I did for the conservation project. Aww. because Yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's like there's like a lot of like touchy political stuff as often mm. happens in sorry man um but these these in these countries it's hard to do stuff so i don't want to risk any of the work that's being done there so i will not talk about it at this point but i hope in the future to announce some really cool stuff um <clears throat> about this conservation program that i feel very very strongly about them part of in, in costa rica so i will say more about that but i i, I this this project involved me heading down to uh, a part of costa rica that uh it's kind of really underdeveloped. So it was like not a touristy area. Like, oh, okay. you know, there was not like hotels and resorts or inns or anything like that. I mean, there were like farther out in the outskirts. But it wasn't what you would expect. It definitely was not what I expect, especially, I, you know, this is my first time in Rica and mm -hmm. um, I always kind of heard about them having this, like, you know, this big touristy thing. And they do, it's the tourist, tourism is a huge part of what yeah, they yeah. do. And it's a huge part of their infrastructure, but it hasn't really reached the whole entire country. You know, it's reached some of the more popular areas and the resort areas of the country. But so it was interesting to kind of see this and um, see the undeveloped part of the country. And it's it's very grounding. I, I have to recommend to everybody at least once in your life, you, you have to get out to a place in the world. And it's not going to happen at home. You have to travel. Man, like, it's crazy. I'm kind of reaching at this point in my life where, like, even, like, young folk young folk are coming up to me like asking me for advice and like at this point man over schooling i'm pretty confident telling people that they should travel almost instead of going to school at this point like you would learn more about really life. Like, yeah i think you would learn more about hacking across europe exactly you just learn so much more about life than what you're going to learn in the classroom and and you know going to other countries really does that and and everybody needs at some point in their lives to travel to a place where they need to be humbled in the world they need to realize that you are not on the top of the food chain um, that you can die at any minute and it's out of your control and you need to be in that kind of environment once in your life i think it makes you a better person it makes you understand life a lot better and and it really does like it seriously does make a better person and, and it's weird it resets you so this came at a really perfect time in my life because i really need to kind of get back to basics again in my life and going back to a place where you can essentially die does yeah. that you know oh sure and, sure yeah. and so like okay so i was working and doing some stuff and then there was some leisure time so whenever there was leisure time one of the things i like to do is obviously i'm in the middle of getting like biomecca you know mm -hmm. this is like yeah. the like cradle you know of the americas as far as like biodiversity goes so um i, I did naturally what anybody in my position would do when herping um you know happened to be down there with somebody else who is a really extraordinary herper and uh, so we headed off as you know in any moment in the afternoon that we had and uh, we hiked into the rainforest, you know, into mm -hmm. this kind of preserve area. And it was just spectacular, man. Costa Rica is just <clears throat> it literally is like the center of the biodiversity world. I mean, there's just very few I've been I mean, I've been to some really amazing places in the world and I've seen some uh, glorious wildlife um around the world. 
But I'll tell you, man, I've never been in a place that's just so thick and literally alive as Costa Rica. It's yeah. just, it's well, like crazy. Every time you turned around or like every no. step. Like, first of all, it, the rainforest in Costa Rica, in, in anywhere really, because another rainforest, it's the same thing. You never, you never realize how incredibly dark it is in a rainforest. It is just blacker than black. I am talking about just as pitch black as it gets. The blackest so, black ever. Just like, just beyond like, Wesley, like just like just so ridiculously nice. black. Thank you. And it was just it's so black, dude. It's ridiculous, right? So like literally, like the whole proverbial holding your hand in front of you, it's so true. Yeah. And you need to experience that once in your life when you're somewhere so dark. But not only is it pitch black, but it is the noisiest place in the world. There's just noise around you constantly. Either animals moving, animals chirping. Crickets, make noise. There's just noise around you. It's three-dimensional noise, and that's another thing that you really hmm. don't get to experience too often. So, like, couple that with the darkness, and it's just it's fucking amazing. It's like experience. a sensory overload. It is. It's exactly what. Yeah. Because then smell comes into play too, and I'll explain more about that later if we have time. But like, even smell. We were discovering animals by smell. Like, yeah, it seems absurd, but that's yeah. like, that's also part of me because I'm weird because I like smelling things and I'm very sensitive to smells, but. Um, I'm sure I'm running out of time because I got to pace myself on these yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's like, so, okay, so you get out there in the rainforest, it's pitch black, you know, and, and there's just stuff going on all the way around you. And, and it's so humbling because literally it has never been so like every step you take, every breath Move you make, make every step you take, you can die. Like literally, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Not only that, like, you cannot touch anything. And I don't think people, uh, many people ever experience that concept where you can literally touch nothing and you can let nothing touch you in the rainforest. Meaning if you're on a trail and you're on your path, if there's a vine, you better not touch that vine. You better watch everywhere that you place your hand. If you're going to jump across a puddle, you better calculate where you're going to land. And if you slip, where you're going to fall. And Because, dude, every, like literally every inch of the rainforest is alive with something and nine times out of ten these things want to really fuck you up like they want to just make your day really bad dude <laughs> like just it's no joke so like you're walking and like the first thing you see you know you know you, you every other plant has some kind of toxin on. so right. like you don't want to break anything or get any sap on you or mm-hmm. touch the surfaces of any plants without mm-hmm. knowing what you're touching because of the oils and shit that will just clearly make your day horrible right right so that's just okay that's layer number one of death right the plants like you can't be like looking up with your mouth open if like a nut falls in your mouth or something you just fucking die i don't even know like it's just everything wants to kill you so like you're walking out there and and, and there's all these plants and you don't want to touch anything so you're like you know and and big you're in a fucking forest so you can't just like plod along like it's right like a clear yeah, path. Yeah. Like you gotta like bushwhack your way sometimes through or walk or whatever so we're walking through and and not only are the plants toxic but then most of them are loaded with fucking unforgiving horrible nasty like medieval looking spines and spikes and just nasty nopeness like everywhere you go right it's just everywhere and then like if it's not bad enough that they have spines that will like jab you and kill you some have these massive big spines and when you see the big spines it's especially scary not only because they can impale you but also because they're usually nine times out of ten they're hollow and they're made to break off not only in you but then the like fucking like cream of the crop surprises that these hollow spines and thorns always house ant colonies 
or wasp colonies or goddamn spiders of like i'm talking about like the arachnophobia jumping teleporting kind of all freaking kinds like so like these spines break off you and shit just comes pouring out of them and if it's not like some kind of acid that's gonna burn and kill you it's some like deadly creature that is like an ant that's gonna make your life mm. miserable mm. or like you know a, a wasp that will like kill you straight out of the anaconda movie or like spiders Jesus, that man. will give you erections for years like it's just like nice. just horrendous stuff dude the spiders oh my god oh my god the spiders. i saw your pictures man you saw it is that certain like, the craziest thing is is when you sit there and and you shine a light on, on like the path or the trail ahead of you every goddamn inch every inch is glowing and staring back at you just waiting for you it to turn to you there's a million well first of all like the, the trail i was walking was flooded obviously it's a rainforest it rains right sure day. It's like the trail was flooded and um like the trail is is loaded as a result with water spiders, fishing spiders okay but the fishing spiders are the size of your fucking hand right oh, they're no. massive and like they don't even move like like you touch them and it's like they push you back they elbow you back they're not intimidated no by they, you. you don't you so you're stepping and like the little ones will move out of your way but the big ones just stand there like yeah bitch what like or again like, they're like you shall not pass like they just like stick down right and, and 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 but the fishing fighters are fine. They're not like a big deal. It's right. like the other shit that's out there. There's like the 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 fenuchia, the wandering spiders. Mm. Oh my god, dude! Not only are those things the size of your hand, right? They're huge. They're quick as shit, right? Oh my god, they teleport, dude. Yeah. They're just like they're there. Like you're there, and like oh, and then like every leaf, literally every fucking leaf has one giant one standing on it. So like when you're walking, you're remembering this, and you're walking on the trails, and these leaves are brushing against you. There's spiders on them. There there are. It's not if. Like, like, a, like a tick walking through the forest. There's a fucking spider on every goddamn leaf that you're touching. And then they're the giant, like some of them are these giant Brazilian wandering spiders. You can feel them running, like, or hear them. Like, like you walk on a big, and you hear like a big leaf on the other side. Like you push, you push the big leaf aside and you feel like on the other side of the leaf, you feel the vibration of like, like as they just run off, right? Oh, no. Like, so you're like, oh my God, dude. I mean, these things are no joke, man. They're like, they're like one of the world's deadliest spiders. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they 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 bite and 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 it sucks and and yeah, they defend themselves. If they defend themselves and they're everywhere. Yeah. They're everywhere. That's the thing is like you can't even avoid them. They're everywhere. Like I was at one point jumping into a puddle, jumping over a puddle, because there's like all kinds of crazy stuff living in the puddles too. Like I had waterproof boots on and I could slosh through them, but I feel bad slosh through them because there's like all little frogs and turtles living in these puddles, mm, right? Mm. So like I'm like trying to jump across them and like I jump across the puddle and like in midair. It's like you see the spider on the leaf where you are just about to land and you could do nothing about it because at this point it's like slow motion, like the matrix, and you're just like, <laughs> and then there's this, this giant Brazilian spider sitting there waiting for it. And like you hope that last second it moves and then luckily they kind of, someone can be skittish and it'll like take off and run. But it's like, you know that you're not going to make it through this trail like without some kind of fucking spider attacking you and jumping on your face and 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 giving you, and, and it sounds funny. You you know, essentially, it sounds funny, but there's like the whole, like erection thing which is apparently true if they bite you did you try no 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 <laughs> no i did not <laughs> but like but like apparently if you get bit by these wandering spiders mm -hmm. um you you what's it called uh what's the word called oh wait i will remember it uh pri priapism priapism it results in priapism Thank you. Um, priapism is is an, 
essentially getting an erection, right? Get, mm-hmm. But like an erection that an you extended. cannot, an extended erection that you can't control, right? Yep. So it sounds like all funny stuff, but apparently like your erectile tissue dies after a while because it becomes like starved, I think, for oxygen or just its sponginess. So it really screws you up to get bit by one of these things and like have this perpetual hard on for like hours and hours and hours. It's not pleasant. And that is like one of the things that dominated like my thoughts in the rainforest. It's just like a constant erection. Well, not the constant erection, but oh, okay. just like getting bit by one. Because they were just like I said, they were everywhere, everywhere. everywhere. So, yeah, I can't say it didn't inspire a song. Oh, really? <laughs> nice, uh, nice. So, so the whole time I'm I'm walking in the rainforest, mm-hmm. seeing these spiders, I'm thinking of, of this. If a spider got the best of me, at least I'd just be numb. And she didn't bite the best of me, but she nailed me on the thumb. And I know what we both look beautiful, but I can't feel my tongue. This I know. She told me don't worry. She told me don't worry. No more. You're the song, right? It gets better. <laughs> I can't feel my face can fit by you, fit by you, and I love you, 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 I I I
No, right. So the constant spiders obviously are a, a big pain in the ass. Big worries. Yeah. No, seriously, just because they're everywhere, and that's sure, the craziest man, yeah. part. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I don't mind spiders, but just uh, anyway. You're quite an arachnophiliac so, yourself. So at this point, you're just you're painfully aware of everything that's around you. Mm-hmm. Spiders, caterpillars are just are nightmares. You just yeah, like, when, stuff that you just don't even want to even imagine what they can do to you. Like it's just, and that's just like the ones that are obvious. Like the ones that look cute and fuzzy are the ones that like make you die a horrendous death sure. that you wish you never had. So you're watching all this, and and then you know, at one point I was walking on on this this trail with my friend, and we're walking side by side, and we're each kind of see because herping in in rainforest is three dimensional, so you're kind of like looking up and down front of you behind you directly in front of you and Mm -hmm. then like scoping and scanning so we're doing this and we're doing this and i see my friend immediately leap straight up into the air come landing down and do like this crazy ass dance which immediately tells me to jump which i did thankfully and like literally jumped to the side off of the path and at that moment we discovered that there was a fertilance curled up and it was literally like six inches from where we had just placed our feet. Oh, uh, we just kind of both straddled it on either side. And um, my friend had seen its tongue flick and last second. And that's when he jumped in the air. And that's when I realized it was. And the crazy thing is, is that he like came back and he was like, Ferdinand, Ferdinand. And he's showing it on the floor. And he put the light on it, and I still could not see the fucking thing. Holy shit. Right? And I'm like, where? He's like, right there. And he's got the light on it. And like... Before he finishes even saying that, this thing just explodes. Like, just boom. It, it just straight out its body from a perfectly curled up coil. Mm-hmm. And this is like four feet of snake just like that you discover out of nowhere. And, four and foot of, I'm going to kill a shit. Four foot of just massive, like, trauma. Yeah. Massive amounts of venom. Like, you know, and gonna make your day it's hell. crazy it's crazy because it was right there and even when we knew that i couldn't see it still sure and then it erupted out and then it, it's this crazy flailing snake and my friend being a freaking crazy ass herper like grabs it and tails it and like you know and then he like pulls it up and like has it there for us to take pictures of you know and i'm like literally like sweating I'm like oh my god like this thing's gonna kill us and you don't realize like at this point we had already hiked in like probably a mile and a half mm-hmm. so we're like you know a mile deep into the rainforest if you get tagged by this like what do you do the nearest hospital i came to find out later was over 20 miles away 21 miles away <laughs> exactly and so like it, one of the best nights ever sure, i had like sure. the, the amount of stuff we saw was incredible but scary shit scary man when you realize how close you are every single step and you know, and and that's not to count like the biggest thing that we feared, and what my friend feared because of prior experiences that he's had in Central and South America, was jaguars. And mm-hmm. you don't realize what it's like to be on the ground with jaguars. Like people don't realize they are big cats that attack people. You know, and, like it's not like our mountain lions and stuff like that. For the mm-hmm. most part, except for some of the crazy ones out west. Um, but for the most part, like they, they're going to run, you know, and our cats are kind of shy out of it. But fucking jaguars, like, are known to kill people. And I mean, do you know how they kill people? Yeah, like they bite the, the back of the skull. Yeah, they right? just, they, they crush skulls. That's, right. that's essentially how they kill. I mean, it's like pre saber tooth tiger kind of deal. Like, you know, so like, like, that's what they do. I mean, they will crush your skull. In the middle they're of the pretty forest. proficient at it. Too. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's just, you know, and then you're out there and you're hearing these noises and you're like, oh, please don't be a jaguar. Please don't be a jaguar. 
and this like giant armadillo comes running out of nowhere and like oh okay i'm gonna go change my underwear now you know <laughs> so like you know and it's just it's just a great feeling to be in the rainforest and do that and and, and to be one-on-one with these animals wow, so like every almost every second your life could have ended at that moment. literally and then yeah. and then it's like you know you you or you, you would have been in just hell with pain the the thing the the stuff that the people I should hang out with, I should say, are really hardcore about herping. And they usually outlast me. I don't, I consider myself pretty hardcore, but the people that I'm with will usually kind of reach the point where we're herping mm-hmm. and I'll be like, I want to go back now. And, and like, they just will keep going. And that was the case with this dude that I was with. And so like, you're finally out there three miles out, like wow. four hours worth of walking. And then, you know, you're sitting there and you're going through your snacks and you're going through your water and then you realize, shit, I got to do this back. But then it's not just walking back. It's like, you got to watch your stuff every way. Like the, the mental capacity involved in that is unbelievable. Like it's, it's, you really have to kind of train yourself for it. Do you remember the, uh, the video game Pitfall? Yes. That's essentially what you did. Like, it is no matter which direction you went your life was in danger in the next scene you're screwed no matter what you, you know did. so like, you had to psych yourself up for like the long haul and to like mentally get through that and then that's the thing like when you're exhausted after walking for several sure. hours yeah. then you're like oh man i now have to because you can't just blindly walk you got to pay attention to every step you got to flash like light your way ahead mm-hmm. you know of, of every step you know and and then it, just the simple things like you gotta have enough water and you know f- like of a snack to get you through but you don't want to weigh down with a lot of heavy stuff because because it's the rainforest and like most people don't realize it's like 100 humidity man and nothing evaporates so when you're carrying shit you're just fucking sweating and yeah. sweating and it's not evaporating so you're soaked into your hike so like you want to watch what you're carrying and it's just it's it's a really amazing experience that i can't begin to tell people and and i'm you know unfortunately i don't want to be like all elitist but like most of you are going to have like the um park ranger experience and, and that's fine that's good you will do and that will be you know, the same way, but like, just literally, like if I, if I have to advise you something, or if you're going to listen to anything I say, when you go to these countries, like go off the beaten path, go to places that are not touristy, you know, find out about staying with like B and B type deals or, or places that you can use for a couple of weeks and get out and meet the locals, talk to the locals, go to the parks on your own. Um, you know, most of these parks, you don't need to have a guide and you can just walk trails and stuff. If you're proficient at that and you know, good at not getting lost, do that experience it because it is life changing. It really, really is. I mean, it will seriously change your outlook on, you know, your productive life, you know, and even, even still like going to a poor country, um, it's something that everybody needs to do at some point and be humbled in that sense too, because it realize how much shit you take for granted here. Like the things that you think are important here are not important elsewhere in the world. And that's a concept a lot of people don't get. So like you're sitting here and you're like, Oh, you know, I wish I could get the newest, you know, PS2 video game or whatever the fuck it is. Like, you know, whatever it is, like, it's like, Oh my God, like, do you realize that you can live for that for like a month in another country? Yeah. What it costs for like a video game. And you know, there are all these people that are desperate for this stuff and you're seeing that and you're seeing them. And then you feel like complete shit coming back home to like, you know, conditioning and stuff like that. So like that's, that's the perspective you get in life. It's not to make yourself feel like shit, but it's a perspective that you should be appreciative of what you have. And you should be appreciative of things like indoor plumbing or like having a backyard where you're not going to get eaten by, you know, a crocodile yeah. or step on a fur lens. Like, you know, these are the things that these people have to contend with. That's the struggle. The struggle is real for them. The struggle is real. The struggle is real. The struggle is not so real for us. 
and and these are the things that you learn by going with other countries so if i can advise one thing and even over school if you have to take a loan out do it it's worth it hmm. go to another That's country like seriously go to another it is worth the life experience i would have paid many times over with the the cost of, of my expenses to this um on this trip because what I learned in just a week, what I took out of there, you know, is going to stick with me forever. And it seriously just gives you a new perspective. And, and I'm telling you, do it. And the wildlife alone, do it. To see a red-eyed tree frog that's not in a deli cup, do it. You know, to see dart frogs and wonder, hey, where's your Exoterra aquarium at? You mm -hmm. know, and they don't have one because they belong there. Do it. This is a fucking boa constrictor. All right, it was dead on the road, but still, um, you know, like, it's it's so amazing and if you love animals that's just a whole different beast right there to see these animals in the places they belong it makes you really think twice about like i would totally think twice about getting a red-eyed tree frog ever again like after seeing them around me and hearing them and watching them like jump around like it's so hard to see these animals and then to see them back in the quote pet industry and how they're treated and how they're throwaway pets. You know, even the iguanas, like the green iguanas, finding you know, these babies, cenotaurs, these baby um, uh, spiny-tailed iguanas and green iguanas, they're just oh, so gorgeous when they're little. And, you know, seeing these animals, it just makes you appreciate them a lot more as well. So it's, it's just a very nice kind of appreciative view to have um, of these creatures that you think you're familiar with and until you've seen them in the wild, you, you're really not. Macaws, fucking waking up every day to trees outside full of scarlet macaws. Like, it was so surreal. It's like, what, is this Miami? No, it's not Miami. This is where they belong. Like, <laughs> this is where they're supposed to be. Yeah, you know, and, 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 and just seeing these animals out there, it just, it's hard to see that, you know, to see toucans flying overhead. Mm. Um, it's, it's hard to now see them in a cage, you know, and I don't know, it's... Kind well, of, unfortunately, just to kind of put it into perspective, it's the only way some people yes. are ever going to be able to see them. I agree. It is a very idealistic view, but you're, yeah. it, it, it is the now, way. Some people are only going to be able to interact with a red-eyed tree frog coming from a deli cup. And it seriously makes you think about the stuff like that Mike was talking about earlier. Like, you know, you can preserve these animals forever, but if you're Habitat's not preserving gone. habitat, yeah. like, the, I think what a lot of people don't realize is when you take animals into captivity, they no longer become the animals from wild. Like they are different, even like a generation or two removed from wild counterparts. So like, let's say, you know, um, the golden toad, which was a species of toad that was in Central America and was fairly common throughout the 80s and then just literally eight, late 80s, early 90s, I think it was, they just disappeared. Fell the earth, never found them again. They're officially extinct, right? Um, if golden toads had been taken into captivity and preserved at this point in time, 10, 15, 20 years later, they would no longer be the wild golden toad. Like they would just, they would be ill-equipped for life in the wild behaviorally. They might even have changed some ways physically. So like this whole thing of, of seeing animals in the wild, like they're completely different beasts in the wild, these things. And it's really amazing to see that, have that perspective. Like you just, it would, it would be like, you know, being, imagine yourself being an alien coming to earth mm. and, and the only human you ever met was a prisoner, like in a prison, you know, like your perspective is just not there. It's kind of the same thing with the animals, not to say the animals are prisoners, but like a captive animal is just totally different from a wild one. And, and when you get a connection from a wild one, it's, it's pretty spectacular.
when you get to see one up close, especially, but with the interactive stuff, like when, you know, when you can get that macabre to look down at you, I mean, he can fly anywhere he wants. He's, he's sitting in a papaya tree, a mango tree, like doing whatever he wants. And then when you get that point where he's looking at you, like, why are you down there making all those weird noises and shit like that? You know, or when you get a, something that most people don't experience too, is like, you know, we saw frogs. I can't even tell you how frogs react to you when you imitate them, which is great. I never had so many different species to do it with in one place, but like, you know, it was great. Like there's like gladiator tree frogs everywhere and you would sit there and you would make their noises and they would turn to look at you like, what the fuck? Like, you know, like it is great to have these cool interactions. You kind of sound like Merle, but not really. (laughs) Like, you know, it's so funny. Or or like the Tinosaurs, you know, we saw as they were trying to fight you. Yeah. Like they just, they come (laughs) up and they actually challenge you. Like, oh my God, this is totally. It's kind of like, like down in like Miami or like the really Southern tips of Florida where, you know, they have the, the green iguanas, the big mm-hmm. males running around, and they'll challenge you. Yeah, they, they, they will, absolutely, the big ones. And it's, just, so it's, it's cool. cool. It's just yeah. a very cool experience. And I can't tell you enough how important it is. You, you definitely need to to experience wild I'm sure I, I speak for a good number of our audience and uh, people who download the, the podcast. We are all so, so extremely jealous of you, this, this wonderful trip. But... At the same time, we appreciate the uh, the pictures and the experiences that you've come back with, and uh, all the stories you're telling us. Okay, I like to share. I I think that I, I like next to time have, I'm going with you, you have to come, man. Um, and that's the thing too. Like, obviously, there's, there's issues with money. I'm sure for these trips. But yeah. Costa Rica is is not expensive in the U.S. There's some weird shit going on with them. I know. I saw. Did I saw you see it. that? Yeah. It's like depending on where your airports are, like some of the major airports. It's cheaper, like in New Jersey, it's cheaper to fly to Costa Rica than it's cheap than it is to fly to Florida in some dates. It, the the prices I saw it's cheaper to fly from Costa Rica to Costa Rica than it is to Chicago, right? And it, here's the crazy thing: from Florida, I, we saw a price. We were, we were pricing to to bring someone down at one point, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, that week for like of early morning like a 7 a.m flight out of florida to costa rica was 79 dollars oh my god that's like (laughs) seriously so like this is the shit like look out for if you are interested in going it's doable and you can stay like at a b&b or like if people like they have b&b well like i I call it a b&b but it's like people who have like rooms to rent out and stuff like that you know so like you find like those places like places where you can rent a room and shit i mean you're literally talking about eight or nine dollars a day like to stay at these places and a lot of times you can get a meal out of them too for like a little more really so you know it's totally worth like finding these families and staying in these places finding a farm and how, yeah, how are other people uh, like are the people receptive the people who, at least in the area that you were in because it's not you like you said it's not so tourist they, they definitely were a little standoffish especially if they didn't speak english there mm. was like a communication issue but that wasn't an issue for me oh, of course not. um and 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 they seemed like once once the communication barrier wasn't an issue they were very nice warm people and i like in a short time i made connections with a lot of really i'm talking about like you know like mechanics and shit like that like just really ordinary everyday people and and you know i took the time um to sit and talk to a lot of these people just shoot the shit like share something a drink or like you know a meal and just kind of hang out with them and it was interesting to kind of get once again these perspectives of these people's lives where it's like, you know, if they get a job where they're making an extra $20 a week, like they got it made for that month or mm, something like that, mm. you know, and, and you're like, damn, like, wow, you, you think shit's fucked up, but these people like, 
literally have to bargain for food and on a know, daily basis yeah or, yeah or even getting clean water like to their houses you know or just there's a big barter system in place there and people barter for meats and milk and poultry and things like that it's it's really interesting and forget about being a vegetarian oh my god that's a whole other story. you gave it up for the week that's it i had to in a couple instances um for most only chicken i would not mm. touch like anything else other than chicken sure um but i had to just it's impossible and you can only as much as i love rice and beans you can only eat rice and beans <laughs> <laughs> like for breakfast it was a given so like by the time you're at lunch you're like i don't want to do rice and beans again you know and then by dinner you can usually do them again so it's okay like, every you, other yeah every other meal you know mm. usually so like you know it's it definitely eating is interesting like you know it's clean for the most part there's, there's no gmos yeah, well, that's great. And that's why I was fine with the chicken because I know the chicken nine times out of ten was out of somebody's backyard or some shit. Yeah, they did, um, they did that, that night. Yeah, the night grab. They're doing, you know, so, so I didn't mind that as much. And, um, you know, the food is healthy. It's, it's just, it's, in a sense, it's whole food. It's, it's basic True. grains and yeah. meats. And, you know, and it's nice to eat that too, in a way. It was nice to get back to those basics, like where stuff has, if it has an ingredient, you could pronounce the ingredient. And, you know, it's not just necessarily not preservatives. preservatives or chemicals right. and kinds of crazy shit. So it's nice to do that too. But at the same time, once again, it's very poor. Like it was weird. The restaurant's experiences there were, were so strange. And, um, you know, it's, it's a rural area where people didn't have a lot of things and, um, like restaurants cater to the tourists. So like you'll find Wi-Fi in these places. And it is literally like a lean to on the highway mm-hmm. with like a stand. Like, like a shack. Yeah. And I could do something like fried bananas, but he's got Wi-Fi. It's like, you know, like you hear a generator in the background, oh my God. but he's got Wi-Fi. So like, you know, it's so oh, fun yeah, to find these places, but it's just, oh, it's such a great country. And I, I can't recommend more. I'll tell you guys more about like my other half. One, one of my coworkers is a uh, Costa Rican. And- yeah. He goes there at least once a year with his family, and he just comes back with tons of stories and tons of pictures. And he's like, "Oh, what's this? What's this?" I'm like, "You're Costa Rican. You should check yeah, it out." The wildlife is just—I can't get over how cool it is to to see. You know, I mean, the, with, with minus the whole, you know, death around every corner or death at every step. I think the whole experience is is really really cool. No, the experience is fantastic, and and I'm so grateful for the stuff that I saw and. You know, honestly, I probably would have missed had I not gone with somebody who was very experienced with sure, yeah. the tropics as well. So I was very lucky to see a lot of that stuff that I definitely did miss, like baby snakes. I mean, we were finding, you know, baby little snail eaters, little Simone, um, mm. that were like, yeah, like 12 inches and about as thin as like thinner than a pencil, you know, and like, like our- you can't see that. Yeah, like the like our cord wires, you know, like yeah. you can't see that, and, and it's so hard to spot that in a rainforest, you know, and mm. it's it, with a dude who just like, see a tongue flick from like 10 yards away but like boom you know and, and it's cool to find all the sleeping stuff without getting killed by other things i i almost I, i'll tell you the story next time because it's a long story but I, like almost took like wasps to the neck at one point like it was that's why like i, that's I, why love, these, yeah, so I love these things now you're like um, a freedom fighter by the way <laughs> yeah so um, so anyway that's that's kind of the beginning of costa rica i will fill you guys in more and more on it because it's it, we've got a couple nights full of stories but um, checking in the rainforest is definitely something everybody needs to kind of kick off their bucket list. So we, and um, we unfortunately are not going to be around next week. I think the week after that is questionable um, for us as far as broadcasting. But then we start uh, kind of jumping around all over the place. We are going to be, I think, I'm pretty sure, I'm like 95% sure we're going to Canada at this point. 
Um, I don't know. It's kind of up in the air. I need to make faces at me. Um, it's kind of up in the air. So we will confirm as soon as I possibly can, which should be in the next 24 hours. But um, that being so, we will be put in Can. We will be in Canada in a couple of weeks, so we won't be broadcasting. And then the week after that, um, leaving, I will be in London for a while. And then the week after that, we come back to Tinley, um, which is just going to be madness. And then the week after like that, we will be going to South Carolina Repticon. We will actually be hosting, and we will be um, uh, hosting the auction at, at that. So that should be. Oh, we we could do the whole Brian Potter. We're Bob gonna Ashley be, thing. We are gonna do that. We're, we're gonna, gonna get drunk, right? We, oh my god, I'm gonna get plastered. All right, I'll be the straight so, man. Okay. Yeah, you be the straight man, and uh, we're gonna do that, and then they bring us into like December. We'll be going to Croc Fest. So yes. we are gonna be jumping all over the place for the next couple of months but needless to say we will get in our original video whenever we can so be sure to stick with us on social media we'll be uh, all over the place yeah we'll, we'll, we'll be filling you in and, and we'll be giving you the lowdown from all the cool places and all the amazing people um, in Canada it should be a lot of fun we're going to see our boy Neville again and hang with Tom Crutchfield always blast to hang Tom's out. best and, and Heflick is going to be there and we'll see him oh, yeah, he's doing his uh, his he's, second year of Croc U he's right? doing Croc U he's doing Croc U up there and uh, it's good to go and it uh, should be a good time so anyway we will catch up with you guys as soon as we can but thank you thank you thank you so much for listening I know thank you guys we've gotten some crazy downs over the last couple of weeks and you guys have been missing us and listening and I appreciate that you know you can download a shitload of episodes at this point I think we're at like five three, years worth three, of yeah, our shows I think we're at like two or three hundred episodes something absurd like that so um, there's plenty of episodes to keep you guys busy until we return I promise we will return with amazing stories um a, I don't even know what else to say at this point. Um, yeah, it's going to be good, man. It's it's going to be a good time. So just just stick with us, and uh, we will bring. We haven't led you astray so far, so we have not. Hang on, we have not. We 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 have have been there for you, and uh, we will continue to. And thank you for being there for us. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you. And uh, I'm gonna go with getting some pangolins on love, man. We haven't done this in a while. Okay, we can't forget the pangolins. So we, we're gonna have some cool pangolin stuff coming up soon. So stay tuned for that. Right, Andy? Yes, we do. Yes. All the pangolins need our help to kill for medicine, don't you know? If they die too quick, they're falling down like a domino. All the Asians by the by the pile, we got the money to. Yes, the crocodile. It's not the teeth on your little dick. For a tight kid, clean their pipes. Say, walk like a pangolin. I forgot about those noises. Douchebag smugglers take their caps, they tie them off, smuggle them on shore. They've got the nerve, they sell them off and they catch some more. All the school kids so sick of books, they like the one line that she shows. When the money rings, they walk around like a pangolin. Smugglers in the marketplace say, Walk like a pangolin. Thank you.
with your feet tuck in your head shift your arms and your back shoulders hard you know so strike a pose on your scaly back if you wanna find all the amps are hanging out in the underground they sing and dance grab your clubs and they knock you down all the japanese with their yen they kill men and mold some medicine and the chinese they their penis grows with the pangolin smokers in the marketplace Walk like a pangolin. Walk like a pangolin. This concludes another episode of the world-famous Urban Jungles Radio Show. We'd like to thank our sponsors and most importantly you, our jungle junkies, for tuning in this evening and supporting us in all that we do. Don't forget to tune in next Friday night for another live episode. And if you missed any of our shows, be sure to download them on iTunes for free. Be sure to like Urban Jungles Radio on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at UJ Radio. Thank you for listening to Urban Jungles Radio. Danny, did I forget anything? No, you did not. But I'd like to thank uh, Mike Clarkson once again, Devin Messine, for coming by and talk to it, talking to us about uh, herb conservation. And uh, check out herbconservation.org for more information and how you can help. Please consider making a donation. Special thanks to Steve Castell for coming up and hanging out with us for a bit in the beginning of the show. Steve mm-hmm. down in Australia with Scales and Tails magazine we love them and uh do check them out and of course thanks to you our jungle junkies and uh you guys are awesome thank you so much for hanging with us we miss you we will see you soon um we cannot wait to see some of you in person in the upcoming weeks between uh now and the end of the year <laughs> yeah between now and the end of the year up every in month canada london um florida just everywhere chicago chicago of course we can't be NARBC, but um, we will definitely see you guys somewhere at some point. So come out, hang out with us, give us plenty of love. We will yes. love you back. Give us plenty of hate too. Give us hate too. Bring it on. We'll just have fun with it. Oh, Danny's good for that. I am. I am. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm told anyway. Thank you, Jungle Junkies. Have a great night. Laters.